Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. We're broadcasting from the Middle Tennessee Electric Studios. MTE serves members with more than just electricity. Their community outreach team works with schools, parents, and students to provide engaging and unique learning opportunities. MTE, serving to make life better since 1936. Time to head to the state's capital city, Nashville. That's where we find State Representative Mike Sparks joining us and uh, trying to wrap up another legislative week. Mike, good morning. Hey, good morning, Brian. How you doing? Doing really good. Uh, so a big a big week on Capitol Hill this week with uh, the governor talking about uh, various items on his agenda with the state of the state, and I uh, thought we might talk about a couple of those. Yeah. And uh, it was really kind of headlined with uh, infrastructure and uh, teacher salary. So. Yes, it's a um, pretty big budget, put it that way. A lot of um, investment in our infrastructure. Uh, we were with TDOT last week and then as well as the governor talking about this is something he's he's passionate about and um uh we do have a lot of road projects that need to be funded in the current model that we're under with the gas taxes is really not sufficient um the only downside i see with this and i mentioned this at the chamber uh, of commerce uh, event that we did with our delegation last friday was uh, the only downside i see is uh is the the fee increase on the electric uh cars um i took a quick poll at the at the um chamber and and there was only three people that that raised their hand that drove electric cars there's about a hundred and i'd say there's about a hundred and twenty people that were at the um at the chamber our next one that they're going to host will be march i believe it's friday march 6 at seven thirty. if folks uh want to attend but um you know, I think it makes good sense of a public-private partnership, and uh, it's, there's no toll roads. It's a choice. It's your choice if you want to choose to drive in that lane and pay a fee. It's your choice. But the current model that we're under, I mean, I drive to Nashville every day. HOV lane, I mean, it's it's almost a joke. Anybody that drives to Nashville know, uh, knows it is a joke. Um, well, I mean, is this, just gonna, a, is this just going to add another unenforceable thing here? Well, I, I mean, my understanding on the enforcement, great, great question. My understanding on the enforcement, because uh, that's, you know, as you know, the HOV lane is not enforced. I right. mean, it used to be enforced when it first came out, but the other day, uh, it's kind of ironic. Um, I was in the third lane out of the, you know, the fourth lane by the Hickory Hollow area where it always gets congested. And um, and there was a law enforcement vehicle. I'm, I'm not going to say which department, uh, but was passing me, you know, with a single occupant. And I just thought, well, some some irony, because he's behind people that are violating. Um, but you know, we, we can do better. And I think the governor and commissioner Ely uh, wants to do better and leave a a legacy for our, our children's children, because they're going to be faced with. Um, if we don't act, they'll be faced with these long commutes into Nashville, much like L.A., um, and, and it's only going to get worse if we don't, if we don't try to, to remedy the problem. The budget uh, proposed $55.6 billion, that's with a B, billion yeah. dollars, uh, and about $3.5 billion of that for 
infrastructure, upgrading roads and bridges and uh, choice lanes and things uh, uh, of that nature. But, Mike, when you hear about that and, you know, if you're whatever side you're on, if you're excited about changes coming, it, it's it's going to take, what, five to ten years probably before we see much of this really happen and um, benefit us. Yes. Yes, it, it does. Um, well, look at look at Jefferson Pike, and that's been a big issue for folks that's in the North Rutherford County um, area, you know, uh, for Jefferson Pike widening for really about 18, 20 years, uh, whether it's Bill Ketcher and Jack Black, Joe Carr, Don White or Brian Terry, um, Robert Stevens, he's on the county commission, and others who have been a, a strong voice, Rick Hall and others that have been really, uh, that see the need, and it's taken, I haven't been through there in a couple of months, but I know it's progressing. I know uh, the Secretary of State and I were out there at Smyrna Brady Mix at his new, Mike and Jeff's new facility, 90,000 square foot office building over there, which looks great, by the way. But I think it's another year and a half out, and that's taken roughly 20 years for that project. That's about $62 million. But what is kind of sad, you know, we're seeing the the cost of steel, the cost of uh, inflation rising, and a project that was estimated at 62 may end up being 75, and it's hitting Rutherford County with the cost of schools. I mean, I talked to um, Mayor Carr and Commissioner Phil Wilson and, uh, Romel McMurray at the chamber of the day, and I asked with the last school that, that or the last projection of next high school is going to be 108. I think they're saying it's about 125 million, so it's really unsustainable. Um, so I think what the governor's plan is, it, it is sustainable, sustainable for the future because we're leveraging the private sector, and it's the freedom to choose if you want to buy that pass. Uh, how they enforce it, I think they're basically using technology. Uh, much like other states are doing, where someone probably end up getting a ticket in the mail if they're um, if they're violating. But we know now we've got so many people that's violating, and no one's ticketing it. It's a, it's a really a hazard for a for a trooper or metro to try to pull somebody over from the HOV lane over into the other lane, and then it then it has another bad effect that's going to back up traffic. Um, so it's it's one of them things that lesser of two evils probably just them violating is probably more efficient than trying to write a bunch of tickets you know yeah we're talking with state representative mike sparks here this morning mike i i, I saw something and I, I wanted to i've had this kind of one of those questions i wanted to ask you because uh i just wonder how you feel about this but gas tax is one of those things that's really not keeping up with the the road needs and there's uh, something floating around out there to do away with the gas tax and actually just yep. tax you on the miles that you drive. Uh, do you know oh, anything about that? I, you know, I have it. You know, we get a lot of um, you get a lot of bills that get implemented or that that's talked about. It's like I heard of. In fact, I just left my friend Joe, Joe Towns out of Memphis. We were sitting there chatting on the on the house floor. In fact, I invited him to come on the radio. I was kidding him. He was scared. And Joe. Um, Joe's pretty, pretty, pretty tough guy, and he's been on with you a couple of years ago. You know, from the House floor, I think he's got a bill trying to make a, a holiday after the Super Bowl. Um, mm-hmm. uh, now, now, and to do away with uh, Columbus Day, I think. And, yeah, and, and um, I mean, I, it'll probably never to make it to the House floor. You know, you hear these bills, and they'll get they'll get some press and that sort of thing. Um, and I'm not disrespecting Representative Pounds; he's a, a, a dear friend, but. Um, and I think it's London Lamar uh, in Memphis. And um, but to, to them, it, it it may have some merit. To I think the people up here in Rutherford County, 
may not see much merit in, in trying to create a holiday. Some of the things get a little crazy, but um, but we'll have we'll have about a thousand bills introduced. So you're going to have some some outlier type um, legislation that gets introduced. I haven't heard that happening. I don't really see I don't really see that happening. Um, now, one thing that that and it's very unpopular to say, but you know we bond a lot of we bond schools, we bond other buildings. To me, if you've got a high priority issue, much like the the interchange we want to do at, at uh, Rocky Fork Road and I twenty four, you know that may not even happen in, in in my lifetime. But that to me would be a project that why don't we bond it when we know we could attract a, a some kind of a corporate uh, company to come over there at that at that whole area and keep people from having to drive downtown Nashville. Uh, and going back on the public-private partnership, I remember then-Senator Kitchen introducing that language, that leveraging the private sector only makes sense. And that's been, my, that's been my position on schools. I mean, why not give parents and students a choice? If they want to go to Redeem, Redeemer Classic Academy, more power to them. If they want to go to Milton City Christian School, more power to them. If they want to homeschool, let's help them. Let's assist them rather than to continue to build schools and build schools and build schools and tax and tax and tax and tax and fee everybody to death. Our kids can't even afford to live in our own community now. Um, average home is about $390,000. Um, so leveraging the private sector to me is a win-win for everybody. Mike, uh, in the governor's proposed budget, about $190 million for additional resources for DCS. And yes. we've talked about, uh, we spent our, our last show talking about that, actually. So yes. uh, that probably just puts a dent in it, but at least yep. there's some attention there. Well, you know, it is attention, Brian. And, you know, one thing about WGNS, what I like about WGNS, you don't get any spin, you get the truth. Um, you know, it is it is the, the good neighbor station, if you will, because we have to help our neighbors. I mean, Jesus talked about that. I mean, just now that somebody on the floor quoted um, the Good Samaritan story um, and where the Samaritans, you know, stepped up to help when, when those in positions just simply passed pass by. But DCS... That, I was talking to a lawmaker, our whip, Johnny Garrett. I don't think he'd mind me sharing this on the radio. He sits behind me. I'm on finance, so they're bringing their budget request to us. And I whispered over to him. I said, you know, we're seeing we're, these are signs of a foundation crumbling in our country. No one sees it as a sign. They just say, oh, spend more money, spend more money. This is unsustainable. When you don't have fathers in the homes, when you have mothers that are addicted to drugs or alcohol, grandparents raising these kids today, Let's get to the root of the problem. And the root of the problem, and the governor's trying to do that, he talks about the family. He talked about the power of the family unit last Monday night. And I, I love our governor. Great job. And uh, you may not always agree with him. I don't agree with this Titan Stadium. But if, 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 if he feels it's important, I didn't vote with it. But he does feel important about the family and what DCS is doing. Money's not going to solve that problem. You know, you're, you're, it's hard to keep those employees, one, because of low pay, two, is, is the stress. But um, what frustrates me in government, we'll be here five years from now talking about the same old problem if we don't get to the root of these things. Mike, um, also in the budget was um, several million dollars for, you know, obviously uh, maybe billion dollars, I can't remember, in terms of, uh, you know, for – uh, 
Well, fighting crime. When it comes to fighting crime, Governor is asking lawmakers for another $673 million, and it looks like we keep adding to that. Yes. Well, it, it goes back to that same premise, Brian. Um, you know, what happened in Laverne, what happened in Memphis, uh, really is another sign. It To me, it's those signs that we've got to be uh, alert to, because, you know, uh, I know people are going to make mistakes, um, and, and it, it worries me for the future of our own community, not just Memphis, because my friend is from Memphis. I was asking about violent crime among teenagers, which is on the rise. I met with um, the DA the other day and, and talked about uh, some of my legislation on fentanyl and and uh, the young children that were arrested a few years ago. And we had to settle that, you know, $6 million lawsuit the taxpayers had to pay. But they're seeing a rise in, you know, carjackings, murder, uh, assault, rape, We've got to reach these young people, and this this is these things, in my opinion, are more of a threat than probably foreign entities because our threat is from within. I mean, you're if you're going to, it's not Russia that's going to rob you tonight or carjack you. Um, if you're in Davidson County or Rutherford County, the next murder is going to be drug related. Um, it's just hard to solve these problems. I'm speaking to the young Republicans tonight, and. Um, uh, Parker, the, the chairman, asked me what I was going to speak about. I said, I'll talk about some legislation, but I'm going to talk about Jesus. I'm going to talk about cancel culture. I'm going to talk about the Constitution. Uh, I hope I don't get canceled you know, by doing that. I don't think I will. If anybody wants to join us, Jim and Nick's in Murfreesboro, uh, 6 o'clock tonight. But I want to thank um, Dre Curtis and Caleb West, if I can, Brian, and Jack uh, Bouchard, Harsh, Meta and Garrett Floyd and Jabri Harrison for the invite. Uh, but we've got to reach these young people with mentorships, de-escalation, critical thinking skills, because we're seeing things that really alarm me. Mm-hmm. And if I sound like I'm being alarmist or a radical, so be it, because I want to make sure that new grandbaby that we just had last month grows up in a better world than, than the way I leave it. Well, Grandpa, let me ask you uh, one more thing. The the governor did um, also ask for about uh, well over one billion dollars for education, and part of yes. that is increasing teacher pay, and that kind of goes along with what we're talking about here. Tennessee, according to the NEA, ranks forty second out of the fifty states for teacher salary, and so by the time this is uh, over, by the time the the governor's uh, tenure is over. He hopes to have raised it from uh, thirty-five thousand uh, base pay to fifty thousand, and uh, yeah. So, I mean, uh, an opportunity here. And what are you hearing from uh, educators on that? Well, we want to make sure that the money reaches the teachers. Is what is what like Representative Jay Reedy that sits beside me. That was was we kept getting up and down. You know, you, you stand up, clap for the governor, and it was it's almost comical. You stand up, stand back down, sit. You know, get back up, back down, and he sits beside me, and and he was saying the same things. Let's make sure this money gets to the teachers, and doesn't get thrown in different in different areas. Uh, you know, we do want to help the teachers. I see that the, the speaker had some discussion about the federal government, um, which I see is going to be going to be difficult because uh, we're all in this together. You know, whether it's the federal government, local government, uh, and state government as well, we got to work well uh, together. But um, it goes back. One reason I'm hearing from teachers, I just had one call me yesterday, is a lot of it's childhood behavior. 
you know, I tried to address childhood behavior last year and got in a big fight with another lawmaker out of Memphis because I used the word inner city. See, that goes back to cancer culture, Brian. That goes back to the First Amendment. If you, if, if people are, if the thought police and the word police are out there patrolling and trying to counsel you for trying to have a solution, this is the threat that I'm seeing, Brian. Most people don't see that because they haven't walked in my shoes. But we've got to have some healing in this country and get back to some Christian values. Uh, as a believer, I'll argue that that the gospel and the word Jesus can solve more problems than any legislation that we're going to run up here. And I'm willing to say that at MTSU, I'm willing to say that on WGNS, willing to debate anybody that wants to debate me on that issue. They can come to Jimmy next night if they want to take issue with, with my premise here. But I've seen that change lives. Very seldom have I seen legislation really change lives. You know, we can invest in raises, we can invest in social services and DCS, but how do you get parents to be responsible? How do you heal a drug addict? I've seen the gospel heal people from heroin. I've seen them make, have fathers be responsible, take care of their kids. I've witnessed those things. Brian, yeah. you've witnessed that. So we need to be proclaiming that more than we do all these bills and all these budgets. Because there's going to be a downturn in the next couple of years. Mike, we got to run. Uh, you, you know, I think it's important that you, 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 we also mention that that money not only get to the teachers, but not go to pad uh, the the pay for those in you know administration and upper and all that kind of thing. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm get, with you, bro. I got a bill there. on that, by the way. We ain't got enough time to talk about it. Though. Yeah, thank you, <laughs> thank you, sir. Sounds good, man. Uh, thank you okay. for uh, for joining us. That is State Representative Mike Sparks. And if you missed any part of our program, be sure to check WGNSRadio.com under Rutherford Issues to listen back.